Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on a Monday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Patriots winners yesterday, big winners, 54-13. to They rolled the Jets. There's their third win of the season, their first win at home, second time they've beaten the Jets. Breaking it down with us now is our guy, Matt Verderam, NFL Director, Fansided.com. V, I got to ask you this. Through what lens do we view yesterday's performance and result? You ever play Monopoly? And there's like that free parking where if you land on it, you get 75 bucks. Yeah. The Jets are free parking. Okay. <laughs> so the Pats have hit it twice this season and collected both times. Good for them. Uh, I mean, look, anytime you beat somebody 54 to 13, I mean, you you had a dominant performance. Okay. I mean, New England racked up well over 500 yards. You, you run for four TDs. You throw for three. I mean, Hoyer comes in and Hoyer's obviously just a, a Footnote, but the guy goes three for four for 79 yards. It tells you where the Jets were in this game. But I think if you're the Pats, so far this year, you've played some really good teams, and you've been close, but you haven't been able to finish the deal, right? Like, you'll lose to Dallas in a really close game. You'll lose to Tampa on a game that, you know, the kick is six inches to the right, and and you'll win that game. Um, You know, the Saints game was a weird game. They could have won. It doesn't go their way. But ultimately, I think if you're New England – the only loss you really feel bad about this year is Miami, of course. I mean, the Dolphins haven't won a game since. But if you're if you're New England, you're beating the teams you should beat. The Houston game was way too close for comfort. Now you're going to go play the Chargers. This week, it's going to tell me a lot more about who they are going forward. Because I, I know with Belichick, they're going to be in almost every game. It's a matter of, can the offense execute enough? Yesterday, of course, it did. And the result was a blowout. You know, the, before we get back to yesterday, there was an interesting column that came out. There's been a lot of conversation about this in the last couple of weeks. As the whole rest of the league has gotten really aggressive, you know, Brandon Staley's going for it fourth and 10 in his own 20, and Stefanski goes for it fourth down all the time, even inside the red zone. There's a column and a thought right now that Bill Belichick is arguably the most uh, risk-averse coach in the NFL. How do you view that? Does Belichick need to be more aggressive, or is he, you know, playing it smart, kid gloves with a rookie quarterback? I think a lot of it is about the personnel. Like, they're not built to be overly aggressive. They don't have a top receiver. They don't, right? Like they're they're two most talented pass catchers. I would argue are their tight ends. So yeah. you're not you're not gonna sit there and say, look, fourth and four at our own 40, like some of these teams do now. Oh, we're gonna go for it. You don't if you're the Pats, you want to play the field position game, you want to run the ball, throw throw to stay ahead of the sticks. You know, I and I think that's fine. Like your defense is your best part of the team. Lean on that. You don't want to put your defense in bad positions and then have to overextend the offense. So I don't mind that Belichick does it. Now, if you're a team like the Packers and you've got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, okay, yeah, you probably want to be more aggressive. But I think it all depends. You know, Bruce Arians loves to say the old, you know, no risk it, no biscuit. Yeah, well, look who's on his team. Yeah. I mean, if, if he had if he had the, the Pats personnel, I, I guess what? He wouldn't be risking it as much. So I think it's smart by Belichick. Obviously, there's always a time and a place. Like I thought the kneel downs against Dallas, I thought he could have gone for it and been a yes. little more aggressive there, right? So there are spots where I would say he needs to be more aggressive. But on the whole, in general, I think they're better off playing the way they play. Pats are three and four overall, ninth place in the AFC. They have the same record as the Chiefs, which I never thought I'd be saying here at the end of October. How do you view the AFC as a whole? Wide open. Wide open. Um I think Buffalo's the best team, but I don't think it's by any real margin. Um, Tennessee just beat the Bills and the Chiefs in a span of six days with a million injuries, and they beat them both, and it killed Kansas City. 
the Chargers are intriguing to me. I don't know that I think they're a Super Bowl team, but they have Herbert and they've got some real players, so I can't discount them. I wrote my column over at Fanside Stack in the Box on Monday morning this morning about the Bengals. Like, yeah. I don't know that I think they're a Super Bowl team, but I got to hand it to them. They went in a boat race Baltimore. That game wasn't close. I mean, the, Ra- the Ravens had no shot in that game by the end of it. And the Ravens are a very good team. The Ravens are weird because I could make a case the Ravens should be two and five, but they're not. They're five and two. They've won their games. Uh, and, and then look, I, I don't know what to make of Kansas City. They've been awful through seven weeks. Like they couldn't play any worse and somehow are still three and four against the, the hardest schedule in football. So I don't know what to do with them. Right now, they're not a contender, but they're also the kind of team that if they get in the playoffs and they're healthy and they get hot and they've won four in a row at the end of the year, like, do you really want to see them come into your building? You know, I don't I don't know what to make of that. To me, right now, Baltimore, Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, uh, along with the Chargers, I would also throw. And, and look, the Raiders, I give credit. I just don't see the Raiders in that in that light. But I think all those teams deserve credit. And then the Chiefs, to me, are the big wild card. I, I just don't know if they're going to finish eight and nine and it's just one of those lost years where everything goes wrong, or if they get in as a six seed and they're 10 and seven and you're like, Oh my God, like they're going to score 40 points a game. I, I don't know. I don't know. Matt Verderam, NFL director, fansided.com with us here on the Brady Farkas show on WDEV. The team hasn't been as buttoned up this year. A lot of uncharacteristic penalties, turnovers, et cetera. Why do you think that is? Yeah. A lot of new faces, younger team. Um, you know, and, and penalties have been up around the league anyway. But I think I think part of it is just it's a lot of new guys. You know, even though I, I think you look at it and go, well, it's Belichick and the Patriots. It's a whole new era with this team. Like they're not they're not Brady and Edelman and Gronk and Gilmore. It, it's just not that anymore. It's it's a new group. Um, so I think that's part of it. And I think I think also when you have young guys, there tends to be a little bit more panic in plays. You know, instead of maybe just saying, all right, this, you know, I've got this guy blocked. He's not going to be part of the play. Maybe he starts to disengage a little bit. You're younger, you panic, you grab the guy because, you know, you don't, you don't want to give up a hit. Um, but I think that's really it. I, I don't know that there's any more causation correlation thing to it. I think, you know, young, new guys, new team, it just takes time. And sometimes penalties and undisciplined play is a result of it. I'm paraphrasing here, but Albert Breer had an opinion yesterday on the uh, Pat's pregame show on TV. And he said, basically, the older members of the Pats, the McCordys, Van Noys, Hightowers of the world, they're not as good as they once were. And he's wondering if those guys are having trouble now getting the respect of the younger players. Are they unable to lead them because they're no longer as good? It's an interesting question and a good point by Albert. I think there's truth to that. Um, You have to be able to play to get respect in the NFL. And... There are the rare guys. Look, if Brady falls off a cliff in Tampa, like he's still going to get respect. He's Tom Brady. But Kyle Van Noy is not Tom Brady, right? Like no. Kyle Van Noy is a good player, but he's, he's Kyle Van Noy. Um, I do think guys like McCourty specifically hold value in that locker room because of how long he's been there and what he's done. Um, but it's hard, man. It's hard. I think if, if you can't play at a high level, guys aren't going to listen to you as much because they're going to go, well, you can't do it, so why the hell should I listen to you? Um, but I I still do think there's a, a veteran presence matters. I know that you know the, the analytics crowd will say, well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. That's not a real thing. Just like momentum supposedly isn't a real thing. Um, 
anyone who's played sports knows that both those things that it's not true. You need leadership and momentum certainly is real. I think for the Pats, um, the leadership and the accountability will always be there with that coaching staff and with the leaders on the team. But yeah, certainly it's harder to lead if you can't perform on the field the way you, you need to. What's the word on the street about J.C. Jackson? Because for a long time, I thought the Pats were going to keep Gilmore and they were going to let J.C. Jackson become the next Malcolm Butler. And they were going to you know pluck him from obscurity and then let him go make his money somewhere else. Now that Gilmore is gone, I almost feel like they have to pay Jackson because he can't lose two big-time corners in the same year. I mean, what's the word on Jackson? He's going to get paid. Do you think it's a chance to be in Foxborough? Yes. Um you know, Belichick has this reputation that they don't pay people, but that's not really true. But they pay their own guys. Paid Brady forever, paid Gronk, paid Edelman. Um, certainly some of the defensive players over the years they've paid. Uh, I, I think Jackson is an upper echelon corner, and that team's built on defense. And this is a passing league. If you don't have corners and pass rushers, you're screwed. We talked about the Chiefs. I mean, my God, go look at them. They, they can't cover or get pressure, and it's killing them. Um, if, you're, if you're New England, you can't let Jackson walk out of there. You can't now. I now look, you know, if he asked for outrageous money, that that's one thing. But I I believe, and I think most people around the league believe that he will stay there. Um, if he doesn't, he will be heavily courted. He will make upwards of fifteen million dollars a year. I, I don't I don't think there's any question about that. Matt Verderam, NFL Director, Fansided.com. We'll get you out of here on this. You are, in addition to being an NFL network, you are, or NFL expert, rather, you are uh, an AFC West expert. So we're going to see the Chargers coming up this week. The Pats beat the Chargers like 128 to nothing last year with Cam Newton on the road in Los Angeles. Something tells me it's going to be a different story this time around. How good is this Chargers team? They're good, but I think they're going to have a problem with New England this weekend. Mm. I don't know if the Pats are going to beat them, but the Pats are going to give them a problem. Because Belichick just gives young quarterbacks all kinds of problems. He does. He'll do it again. If I know anything about the way Belichick plays, they will they will double one of those receivers in Allen or Williams. They'll flood the zones with with other corners and safeties. I wouldn't be surprised to see some dollar packages. And they're going to go, go ahead. You want to run? You want to run Austin Eckler? That's fine. You go right ahead. You run that ball. But I think the bigger problem the Chargers have is defensively, they are absolutely horrific against the run. And New England is just going to pound the ball. Pound it and pound. Look, I remember um, talking about the AFC West. I mean, anyone who follows me knows like, they grew up a Chiefs fan. I remember when the Pats went into Arrowhead and won that AFC title game. Yeah. And all, all that year, the Chiefs couldn't stop the run and they couldn't guard a tight end. And teams would come in there and they would never take advantage of it. And I remember the first series of that game, Belichick came out with Devlin, two tight ends, and a running back, and just that was the entire drive. And I remember thinking, oh, they're in trouble in this game because Belichick is Belichick and knows what he needs to do against them, and that's all they're going to do. And if you ever go back and watch that game, they just pound the ball. Even on third and fourth, third and five, they're just running the ball. They will do that against the Chargers this weekend. They will run the ball down Los Angeles' throats. The Chargers' defense is terrible. So I, I do think that they're going to score a lot of points in this game. Um, the question is, can they force a turnover or two with Herbert? Can they win in the red zone? If they can do those things, I think they can win the game. But it's – look, the Chargers, the thing with Herbert is he, he threatens every blade of grass. Williams, Mike Williams, is having a great year, contract year. He, Allen is, is the best route runner in the NFL. Their left side is great with Rashawn Slater, rookie tackle out of Northwestern. He's been awesome. Their right side's not good. I would expect New England to try to take advantage of that right side. 
But again, defensively, Bosa's great. Derwin James is great. And, and Asante Samuel Jr. is having a hell of a year as a second-round rookie out of FSU as a corner. The rest of those guys, I think Belichick's going to pick on them all game long. Matt Verderam, NFL Director, Fansided.com. You can check him out. He's got the podcast out as well, stacking the box on the podcast, right? Absolutely. Stacking the box podcast, stacking the box to calm every Monday morning. Quarterback rankings on Tuesday, picks on Thursday. So there's plenty of content. There you go. Matt Verderam, we will talk to you again down the line. Thanks. Sounds great, Brady.